This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Goonie Talk. Back again with you guys for another show for another episode of our Raw Reaction series, a show which we react to the latest Arsenal news, matches, transfer discussion, etc., etc. Straight after Arsenal have beaten Newcastle United 2-0 away from home in what was the most comfortable victory of the season. Um, and I count the 4-0 win at West Brom in that because I've never seen a side just accept defeats quite like Newcastle did today. I'll take it. I'm not complaining about it. It's it's good. It sets us up really well for the game on Thursday. Really easy, uh, really comfortable. I kind of wish that the rest of the games this season have been a bit more like that. Um, but there's still stuff that we need to break down, discuss, performances that need to be taken into account, decisions that were made by the manager in regards to the lineup and how we set the game up and how it could of course, impact upon Thursday's game as well. We're going to get a lot of your thoughts in the chat box today. Of course, there's plenty of your thoughts and feelings to discuss and focus on. So make sure you're leaving your discussion points in the live chat box. If you are tuning in live or you're watching on Playback, please play, play Black. Blah, blah, blah. Playback. I nearly went through the whole intro without a mess up. If you are watching on Playback or are live in the chat box, please make sure you drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new and help support it by becoming a member to access to our exclusive content and Discord server as well. Let's start off with Glenn Cook, who says, we need to talk about Matt Ryan's control of his box, hands like glue. Let's start by talking about Matt Ryan then. Is he your number one keeper for Thursday? Because for me, I put him in my lineup for today. I want to see him in the lineup on Thursday. I don't think he will be. I think Leno will come straight back in. But I would quite like to see Matt Ryan given the chance on Thursday. He was calm, collected, good distribution, claimed every single cross that went into the box. And we know the Villarreal like to put those balls into the box for Gerard Moreno, etc. Uh, I scored from a corner, of course, last time. I would quite like to see Matt Ryan in goal on Thursday. JD Davidson says, Ryan in for Thursday. Pranjal says, good performance going into Thursday. Um, let's see more thoughts about Matt Ryan in the chat. I saw a few on there earlier. Saraz so has agreed. How good was Ryan today? Um, more thoughts about Matt Ryan in the chat box coming through. Um, Matthew Hudson says, always comfortable. 
Um, but F me, that was boring and sideways AF. The ref should have blown the whistle at 90 minutes. Uh, Alex George says, Ika. Right. I mean, he's got a long way before he gets near Casillas' level, but for sure. Uh, Rancid says he'd rather see Runnison on Thursday. I think there may be a little bit of tongue-in-cheek going on there, Rancid. But, I mean, you know, whatever floats your boat, son. Uh, Mr. Joe Kerr says Ryan would be a confident choice for the second leg. Uh, Wilson says Matt Ryan was absolutely superb today. Um, and a few of you are pointing out the kind of the the issue that we had today, which was David Luiz's injury. David Luiz will be out now, in my view, for the rest of the season. It's a hamstring injury. That's a few weeks. There's only a few weeks left of the season. I don't think you're going to see David Luiz again in an Arsenal shirt from the looks of things. It's a big shame. And I think it would have been a big boost to us because he's been probably our best centre-back in the second half of the season. And so that's going to be an interesting decision as to who plays right centre-back because Chambers came on, holding as obviously the, the other player that you would say is going to be there. But actually, it's it's more about kind of the partner for Gabriel because I thought Gabriel had a good game today. He brought the ball out from the back really well. He actually gave us a little bit more flow on our left-hand side of the defence, passed quickly outside uh, to Xhaka and out to the left centre midfielder, be it Sabas, be it Oneni or whoever was sitting in. And I liked Gabriel's performance. So it's a tricky one because obviously him and Holding have not performed well together kind of historically so far. Um, it just it's, it's, it's a tricky one. Um, Thomas Svein says, Tom says, don't experiment in a semi-final. Also, Tom, I want to give Ryan a chance in the semi-final. How many European games has he played? Thomas, I don't look at Ryan as, a, as an experimentation. It's not experimenting to play Ryan in the semi-final. Ryan, for me, is the more calm, culture goalkeeper right now. The, play, the player that's not put a foot wrong in his performances that he's done. Leno, though, has made some consistent mistakes. He's done that increasing intense pressure. And, there's no, and we know now that he makes the defence feel a little bit more nervous. So I think you got your statement wrong there, unfortunately, about those two statements. They don't they don't correlate with one another. And uh, I would definitely be still playing Ryan on Thursday, not as experimentation, but as certainly a goalkeeper that deserves to start there. Uh, Wilson says, I would love to give Gabriel and Marie as our centre-back pairing on Thursday. A lot of people picked up on the... Uh, on seeing Manchester City play with two left-sided, left-footed centre-backs of Pep Guardiola this weekend, which, of course, is, is, is Manchester City. It's ironic, the people that were criticising Arteta for playing a false nine or without a striker like Guardiola, but all oh, as soon as it's two left-footed centre-backs, yes, look, they can do it. Why can't we do it? So, yeah, a little bit of a tricky one there. Alex George says, how well does Ryan command his box, though? Sign him on a permanent. Mano says, Ryan is a good Keeper, uh, Martinique says Gabriel and Chambers or Gab withholding. Uh, Siro says, why can Gabriel and Marie, why can't they play together, I think, is what you're asking and you are. Um, it's to do with the tactical side of the game with the passing out to the fullback. But the thing is, is if <laughs> I'd rather us just play two centre-backs that are going to give us the best job. They would, I think they can communicate better. They have not played together. That's the risk that you take in regards. That would be more experimentation than talking about Ryan in, in the final of, uh, sorry, in the semi-final of the European competitions. That's more experimental because it's never been done before. And uh, we've not played with a left footer on the right-hand side of that back four whatsoever. Peter Capelli says, uh, Tom, what do you think about left-back on Thursday? Xhaka played well today besides a couple of really silly kind of challenges. He got the yellow card 
for obviously just a bit of a cynical challenge. Uh, he got done by Sir Maximin and then just took him out, basically. Oh, by the way, Sir Maximin, once again, another performance that Jules just tells me. I don't know what the rave, I don't know what the rave is about Sir Maximin. I really don't get it. I don't know why there's such a clamber for us to sign him. He's a little bit tricky, he's a little bit fancy and flary, but no, he's got no end product. He just doesn't do it for me in terms of that. He had his shot, it was very similar to Thomas Partey shooting this season. No, just not for me. I don't see it would cost a little bit quite a bit of money and he isn't better than what we've already got. So no, that I think that game surely put that argument to rest, which was good. Um but speaking on Xhaka, should he play at left back? The answer is still no. Arguably you could play one of Gabriel. I think Gabriel could play left back. I think that Saka you could move him into left back, but for for me. Xhaka is just not the right choice. It's just not the right choice for me because if he goes up against Chukwueze again, he's just going to get done. It's I mean, Chukwueze is looking to be on a different level than Sam Maximin is, and he actually provides him with a fair few problems. He dealt with what he was given today. He dealt with that situation. He dealt with Murphy. He dealt with Sam Maximin, but he could not deal with uh, with Chukwueze on on Thursday. And I don't want to see him having to do that once again. Um, Juro says, I hope Tierney will be ready for Thursday. We miss him so much. I mean, if he is fit, we were told that he was in contention for last Thursday. He's not in the squad today. He's going to need to be training like hell to be ready for this game on Thursday, if that is the case. If it's a case of risking his fitness so he misses the Euros if he gets injured, I don't care. This is our most important game of the season. Risk him if you need to. That's that's all I'd say is we need this game. We need to win it. If it's a case of 50% Tierney and we get him off until half half time and he has to come off, that's fine. Just give him 45 minutes. But we need something. If he was in contention last Thursday, I want to see those words followed through with. I want to see him given a chance if that's the case and see how he responds to training this week. Uh, Dewey says, what do you think about Ben White? Would he be a great player for Arsenal? Talking about transfers. Classic. Already. Um, I think we should be targeting someone better than Ben White. Personally. Um I mean, Pranjo says, I mean, we need Xhaka in the midfield. That's one more reason he shouldn't be playing at left-back, which is ex- exactly another reason why we need to be moving else away because Sabas is not going to be there. El Nenny was good today. Um, obviously, he scored his goal, but I thought more than just his goal, he was good. He was good with his passing. He was actually quite progressive, which I noticed is a bit of a difference for El Nenny from what we've seen previously. So if El Nenny was to come in, I wouldn't be ecstatic about it, but I wouldn't be pulling my hair out about it because I thought he did well today against a very poor Newcastle side. And by the way, this is a Newcastle side because I saw a few people saying this Newcastle team are rubbish. This Newcastle side has got a point against Liverpool last week. They beat West Ham United. They've had a decent run of fixtures. They did well against Burnley, etc. So to keep them as tame as we did today and to dominate the possession as we did and then actually take the chances that we took was good. Let's talk a bit about Aubameyang. We'll come on to Martinelli in a bit because that's kind of the main focus that I want to talk about. But let's talk about uh, Aubameyang. First half, I, I mean, I described him in the Discord. I thought he was dreadful in the first half. I really didn't think he was offering us anything. He had a great chance. He had a couple of great chances uh, to take strikes on goal. The first one, he absolutely fluffed. And thank God that El Nini was on hand to take the chance at the end. Uh, he had another one that was played in by Martinelli that was really kind of off target. He timed his run kind of too early and got too far ahead of the near post put it wide, really kind of concerned me. But second half was a lot more livelier. He got a little bit more energetic and, of course, got on the end of the goal and the cross from Martinelli to finish really well. And hopefully that will give him a lot more confidence if he is, of course, to start on Thursday. If it's between him and Lacazette, of course, I'd rather see Lacazette starting right now because I think he gives us more than what Aubameyang does. But if he's not fit, it is good to know that we're not going to be relying on a situation that we did last week or an Nketiah 
But I think, yeah, Aubameyang for me has to start. Uh, Omar says Aubameyang looked decent, goal and an assist. So fair. I mean, the assist is you're stretching. <laughs> it's like those old Ozil days where we used to claim some assists for the things he did. Oh, no, not an assist. Um, Matthew says, disappointed about Louise. He's our best centre-back and a big game player. Blow for Thursday. Matt G says, bit harsh, Tom. Did you not see Aubameyang's assist? <laughs> no, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. It was not an assist. <laughs> It's not an assist. Jesus Christ. Um, Martinelli, of course, which is the main kind of star of today's show. First things first, Fabian Schaar can get in the bin because why do that at the end of the game? The game's gone. It's dead. Why go in with a tackle like that that could injure the player, risk him? It's frustration. You've come on. It's not like you've been playing for the whole game. You just dive in. I can see why there's contentious about whether or not it's a red card. The ref gives it as a red card. VAR's not going to overturn that as a clear and obvious error. It was resh- it was uh, reckless and rash, the two words I was trying to put together. Um, and I just feel like it's just unnecessary. So take a look at yourself, Sean, because it just honestly made no sense to do it in that moment, which is really, really frustrating. But based on Martinelli's performance, he was so... So energetic. He gave Arteta all of the indication that he deserves to play on Thursday. I want to see him play. It will mean that one of Saka or Pepe is not going to be in that front line. I, for me, mean I I think you have to sacrifice Saka and put Saka at left back. That's the way I would go through it. But Martinelli has to play. He has to give us that energy and that desire and the commitment and the drive and that kind of that infectious nature that he has about him. He has to play for me. Uh, thank you so much for the super chat. Joe uh, might be too optimistic, but is 61 points enough to <laughs> nick a sixth? I mean, I think you're very optimistic if, if that happens, mate. Very, very optimistic. Um, Daniel Parker says, what would be your back four then on Thursday? We'll come to that a little bit later on, Dan, and we will get back to that, I promise. Uh, Tyrese says, I wish I had Aubameyang's vision um, to see some of Oh, yeah. I know what you mean. (laughs) Um, Let's have a look in regards to some of your comments on Martinelli's performance. Uh, Martinique says, Albert needs Martinelli to perform. Um, (laughs) Dan says, if that was messy with that assist, we'd all be raving about it. Quality assist from Albert. Oh, for goodness sake. Uh, Patrick says, play Martinelli instead of Saka. Uh, Dave said he had absolutely nothing to do. And the only reason we are still in the game on Thursday is Leno to stop being stupid. Um, I mean, I'm going to time you out because I don't agree with you abusing people's opinions, Dave. Um, Ashton says, yep, Saka at uh, left back on Thursday. We need as many goal threats on the field as possible. Uh, Matt G says, Gabriel Startanelli. Uh, T.Y. says, let's go all out against VRL player. Bamian, Gabriel um, Pepe, Saka, Emil smith and Erdegaard. Jesus Christ, you're going to leave us a little bit. I mean, I wouldn't be going that far. Uh, generational Sage says, there's a generational talent, um, says Suresh. Uh, Christoph Michel says, agree with Saka at left back on Thursday. Need our strongest back four, need a clean sheet. Uh, and the first goals will come with all of that. Uh, Prangel says, Martinelli looks hungry as always. Um, Peter Renner says, can we talk about the fact that we took a corner that was good and we nearly scored from it? Yeah, it's a, it's a rarity these days, is Arsenal trying to score from a corner. Uh, Matthew DeSoe says, Tom, I get the feeling people really want to proclaim Matt Ryan as our number one. Matthew, it's not about proclaiming as a number one right now. It's a, it's a fact of the matter that I think we need to change him in for Leno because Leno's he's making the defence a little bit more nervous. He's not in the best run of form. And this is a really important game. And I just feel like, for me, I'd be playing Ryan on Thursday. 
it's not rash. It's not exaggerating. It's not being hyperbolic. He has been good in every game he's played. He commands his box really well. He makes the defence feel more secure. And when there's a, a crossing abilities that they have in Villarreal, I'm fine with Ryan being that guy. So for me, that's who I'd pick. I'm not going to lose my head if Leno starts, but I would personally go with Ryan on Thursday over Leno. Uh, Aaron says, I've seen this template for more of our games during the season and thus looking forward for the team to play next season with better players in some of the positions such as right back, cam, centre mid and left back. Uh, Hamza says, is there any way we can fit in Balogun and Aziz along with the Millsmith Rose Saka, Martinelli, Abraham, Erdogan and Thursday? Yeah, oh, Jesus Christ. If you, you guys just want to go all out attack is the way that you guys are going for it, which is fair enough. If you want to go all out attack on Thursday, I understand it. I think we still, obviously, we need to score. But could, being really, really kind of vulnerable behind us is what could cost us the game if we concede some really silly away goals. Marnie reckons that uh, Arteta's never going to drop Leno so far. Uh, Suraj says, disappointed not to see Balogun on the bench. I'm personally not, I'm, I'd say maybe I'm a little bit, but I'm kind of look at Balogun and go, look, he's next season's kind of project. He's what's going to happen next season. He's going to be the breakout star. Give him opportunities then. This season is focus on what we've got. Focus on what we need to do. Maybe last game of the season, if we've got absolutely nothing to play for, yeah, throw him in. Give him a chance. See what he does. No Sleep says, if Gabriel isn't going to start at centre-back, isn't there an argument that he could cover at left-back? Yeah, we've talked about that. I, I personally feel that's something that we should have done um, so far. Uh, Emmanuel says, Matt Ryan uh, is a great keeper. He is very calm and his handling is mad. Uh, Luke says, is it bad? I fell asleep for the last 20 minutes of the game. Uh, I mean, I don't really blame you, Luke. It was a pretty, pretty poor bore fest, to be honest. Uh, Zemir says, if Xhaka plays left-back on Thursday, Gabriel has to play next to him. His individual defending is stellar. Uh, Mr. Wallace says, uh, would you revert to a 3-4-2-1 for Thursday or stick with the 4-2-3? Honestly, I have really kind of had an internal struggle about whether or not we should go to a back three so that we can play with Saka at left wing-back, play one of Pepe or someone else's kind of the right wing-back side of things. Because if you've got Chambers as your right centre-back in a back three, you've kind of got that mobility so you can afford to play someone like a Pepe on the right and then you can go for either a 3-5-2 uh, or you can go for the three uh, at the back and then the 3-4-1-2 or the three. Um, kind of a 3-4-3, three, 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 I suppose, would be kind of the other side of things. But I like the 3-5-2 because I think you can play two players off one another and you've still got the width from the wing-backs and, of course, the deep line pivot of Partey and, fingers crossed, Granit Xhaka. Um, Abe says, Erdogan and Emil Smith throw for Thursday. Personally, I think Erdogan should start. I mean, I didn't, I really didn't really enjoy Erdogan's performance today. I don't know if that's just me, but I didn't enjoy it. I, I didn't think it was that great, to be honest. I thought he was quite passive. I thought he messed up a few passes. I thought that he wasn't exactly inspiring. Um, I thought we kind of missed Emil Smith throws energy. And it makes me feel a little bit better, if anything, about the fact that we're probably not going to be able to keep him in the summer, seeing a performance like that. Because I thought it was a performance where he could have really taken it to Newcastle today, Erdogan. But I don't think he really was that inspiring as a performance. It wasn't that inspiring overall. But if you're trying to fight for a place on Thursday, I just thought it was a little bit, yeah, rusty, I suppose, as Javier says. I think it was just a little bit rusty. Um, Dominic Harry says, good win for us. I enjoyed the game. John G says, nothing special from Erdogan today. Uh, and Satya Bratz says, uh, Erdogan was average today. Milsmith Rowe was playing very well against Villarreal. Uh, Buendia is a must 
says Hamza. Uh, Matthew DeSoto says, Tom, have you checked uh, in on Mike? He's doing a podcast marathon and drinking four bottles of red wine. That's the commitment we need on Thursday. I mean, I knew he was doing it. He sent me a text at 7 a.m. I'd literally woken up asking if I wanted to come on. I was going for my run this morning, so I couldn't, and I was working until 2 o'clock today. But, I mean, that man is just – he's an animal. He's an absolute beast, um, and I don't know how he does it. Uh, I mean, I do know how he does it. His fuel is red wine, clearly. Um, but if you've enjoyed that stream, um, fair play. Uh, and obviously, if you haven't watched it yet, go to the Gooners podcast and check out an absolutely ridiculous marathon stream. Oh, the amount of inappropriateness that I reckon was on there must have been unreal. Yo-Yo says, Emil Smith-Rowe should start based off form, but Erdogan was signed for these European nights. Uh, Alex George says he's just lowering his price so that he can stay. Um, Satya Brat says credit to Ryan deputised very well today strong in the air no sloppy errors no spills acted as sweeper for the defence when required his movement his positioning was really good his game management was really good I really can't really give him much more praise he didn't have to make a save um, I don't think Newcastle had a shot on target all game um, as far as I remember so <laughs> I didn't really have to do anything uh, Tiger M says, mental how Ryan lost his spot at Brighton to a 23-year-old Bob Sanchez, who's quality, uh, but has been amazing for Arsenal. There was, I think there was issues behind the scenes, um, more than just there being Rob Sanchez there. Um, I'd rather have a Neil Smith row than Erdogan on Thursday, says Martinique. Uh, Akene says, Tom, what's your honest take on the type of protest by the Man United fans? Fair play to them, Akene. Um, look, the game's nothing out without supporters. Whether or not you think the fact that obviously them going into the ground is it's it's not allowed, it's not okay. But we need to make us like fans need to do something. Fans need to change. Fans need to show that we need to be listened to. That we're not secondary in this sport. That we are the primary factor in the game and the reason why all of the rich people within it are rich because of us and our passion for the sport. So if you're going to basically take a dump on us as supporters with the Super League stuff, then you can expect backlash like that. So I I absolutely, I, it's obviously people might go around and say like it goes against laws and stuff about breaking into the stadium. Unless like anything that was kind of like anyone getting hurt, anyone doing something stupid. I don't agree with that. But a peaceful protest in which you're going onto the ground and just chanting, I see nothing wrong with that. Individuals that take things too far, it's a different argument. But you're, I'm not going to generalise a whole crowd of people based on based upon stupid decisions of a couple of people. At the Cronky Out protest, there was some very stupid people that did some stupid things there too. And I don't generalise the whole protest based upon the actions of those few. But I thought the protest in general going onto the pitch at Old Trafford, I mean, fair enough. Make your stand. Make yourselves known. Um, in as peaceful a way as feasibly possible. Um, so, yeah, I mean, hashtag Cronky out, hashtag Glazers out, get them all out as far as I'm concerned. Anyone that was involved with the whole Super League process of any of those clubs needs to go. Um, it's as simple as that. Um, <laughs> Matthew De Souza says, uh, sorry, Matthew Hudson says, uh, Martin left wing, Emil Smith Rowe, Cam, Saka, uh, and then uh, Cam, sorry, I'm right wing. Uh, we're going to have Saka there with the Bamiang up top. That is the way I'd go. Those guys drive us forwards. Um, if you put Saka there, though, it means you can't play him at left back over Xhaka, and I think that's what we need to do. But for the, to do it for the first time, to take Xhaka out of left back for the first time next Thursday would be crazy. If, if Tierney's fit and available, great. Let's use him. 
Dominic says, is this the first time we've had 19 shots in a game in a while? It must have been a very, very long time. And I don't know how many shots they had on target. I'm pretty sure it was none. But we just snuffed out the whole game for them from their perspective. Uh, Suraj says, St. Maximan's shot was creeping in. Ryan saved it. Oh, yes, that was the only one, the deflected effort that Ryan uh, touched over the bar. That's the only shot they had on target. Tebow says, Tom, have you got any intel on the Basuma links? Looks like we're pre preparing a bid. The latest information is that Arsenal are certainly interested um, and they feel that they can get a deal done, but it's whether or not they can. Is, is I mean, Arsenal's perspective of transfer and the reality of transfers is often quite far apart. So whilst the club is confident of trying to get a deal done, supposedly, whether they actually get that deal done is, of course, a completely different ballgame. Uh, no Slave says, it's crazy how nervous Leno makes our back four look. Javier says, Tom, have you ever tried uh, a what? A michelada. Uh, it's beer, lime juice, tomato juice, chili peppers, spices on the drink. Mostly beer, though. It's a Mexican drink. It's not that super spicy, but it's refreshing. No, I haven't, Javier. <laughs> I've never. I'm, I like a beer. Don't get me wrong. I love a gin. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm not one for spices and stuff in, in a drink. I like a cocktail, sure. I'm a mojito man if I'm a cocktail, if you want to go down that route. So, I mean, there's that. But, yeah, no, I haven't tried that ever. <laughs> it sounds terrible, I'll be very honest. Um, this is not Alex says, Tom, what are the, what's the news on Tierney? Could we realistically expect him to play against Villarreal? We've heard nothing from the coach since he said that he was in contention for last Thursday, not in the squad, travelled to Valencia and trained with the squad in Valencia, um, wasn't in the squad today. Maybe they are doing all they can to protect him and giving them like, ample amount of rest until this Thursday coming. Who knows? Um, but if they rush him back and he gets injured, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of people complaining about it. But if he's, if, he can, if he's fit and he can play and he's looking good in training, then play him because we need him. Uh, Peter Ennis says, Tom, thoughts on the reports that the Cronkies have been looking to sell Arsenal for the last two years? I reported on it this morning at 101. Um, I, I'm not I'm not 100% sure about the reports, if I'm 100% honest. Uh, I don't really... I, I, I believe they have absolutely no interest in currently selling unless a ridiculous bid comes in. If that bid is over £2 billion, then maybe. But I just don't think they're interested in selling because we were talking about, I talked about it a few the other day. What's the difference for a billionaire between 6 billion and 8 billion or 10 billion and 12 billion? Like I know it's a lot of money. The difference between one and three might be different. But for a billionaire, what is an extra 2 billion when you've got a club like Arsenal to you? What is, how much is that really to you? But then it's business. So maybe a businessman would know if you get offered more money than what, you're, what you have is valued at, it'd be silly not to take it. So who knows? Um, Tashi says, Tom, who would you rather sign, Basuma or Guido Rodriguez? I would so I'd rather sign Basuma. I like Guido Rodriguez a lot. I think he's doing really, really well at Real Betis. But Basuma's transitioned to the Premier League. He knows the league. And we need to be looking at signing more Premier League talent over these kind of foreign exports because we need these guys that have got the experience that can come straight in and transition immediately and that are working at the top of their game at their current club. And we haven't done that. We have not done that at all. For, for, since I'm struggling to think of the last player we brought in for a Premier League team that was really operating at the top of their game and was going to go on to do stuff that wasn't surplus to requirements. I'm really struggling to think of, of who the last player was. Uh, maybe Matthew Debushi was the last guy that we did. He was a guy that was doing really well at Newcastle when we signed him. I can't think, though, of anyone else, really, um, that we've signed for a Premier League club because Cedric, Welbeck... Um, 
David Louise, Willian, all of these guys, that they were surplus. They were extras. They weren't. They were willing to let them go. We didn't have to really pay too much for them, other than Willian. But that's that's a different case study. So we need to go out and and do that. I mean, Jordan says check, but I mean, Courtois was the number one at Chelsea. Check was still surplus to requirements. So. It's, it's it's what it is. Welbeck again to clarify. Welbeck is another surplus to requirements at, at Man United. It's he wasn't getting into Man United's team, so we took him. And yeah, it's it's not. We haven't signed anyone since probably Debussy being real, which is ridiculous, absolutely crazy. Um, Ronnie says, reminder that Tom was in favour as William. I mean, at the time, I thought it was like, yeah, I, I mean, it adds a bit of depth. But for what I thought it was going to be, Rodney, it turned out to be very different. So, you know, it's, <laughs> it is what it is. Hilmi says, are you impressed with Emerson, uh, the right back from Real Betis? Yes, I am. Brazilian right back. He's There's a situation with him and Brazil. Uh, Brazil. Uh, he is Brazilian for him and Barcelona about kind of the, the deal with that situation. Barcelona can buy him for a very small fee because it's basically like co-owned, co-owned. And then we'd have to buy him off Barcelona. It's a very tricky deal to get done. Kay Lopez says, would you take a, uh, Abraham? Um, Tammy Abraham instead of Tommy Abraham. Yes. Uh, no, I wouldn't personally. Uh, I, I don't think he's better than what we've already got. And I think he would cost a ridiculous amount of money. Chelsea are looking for something upwards of 30 to 40 million pounds for him. So no, I wouldn't personally take Tammy Abraham right now. Just, I know that you might think that goes against what I said about signing kind of Premier League talents that are on the rise and stuff, but it still needs to be a player that starts for us, that increases the, the quality in the area of that pitch. So yeah, I'd, I don't know. I don't I just don't think he would I don't think he's the right type of, of signing. Uh Tiger M says, Would you take Elise in the summer if Erdegaard leaves? I mean, I'd sign Elise anyway, because he's an amazing talent and he's gonna be fantastic. So yeah, a hundred percent. Um Satya Brat says, uh, to be fair, Willian had a great season at Chelsea. I also thought he would bring experience and depth to the squad. Far from it. Exactly. Thank you for raising that point. Uh, Dewey says, Willian, Pepe and Abamyang are those kind of signings you regret and won't get rid of. I mean, Abamyang's slightly different. I think Abamyang's slightly different. Yoyo says, Mkhitaryan. Again, Mkhitaryan was surplus to requirements of Man United. He wasn't he wasn't a starter for them. It's this We're missing kind of the point of what I'm saying. We need to be signing players that are starting week in, week out for a Premier League side that would improve on what we've already got and that would get into other top six sides in the Premier League. And Basuma, for me, does that. He, he ticks those boxes. He's performing at the top of his game at a Premier League club and he would get into other top six sides in the Premier League. Um, Martin Nick says, I think we should keep Genduzi. I disagree with you. Uh, Tashi says, would you uh, would you take Cesar Azpilicueta if Chelsea were up for selling him? No, Tashi, because that's exactly the type of signing again that we don't want to do. I don't want to take Chelsea's cast-offs. I don't want to take their surplus players. I don't want to. I want to bring in players that improve on what we've got and that have a future and have sell-on value and all of these traits and qualities. And Azpilicueta is just not, it's just not that guy. Just not that guy. Um, let's scroll up a little bit more. Uh, no Sleep says, we also have to consider the homegrown quotas more now than when signing foreign players, especially if we're going to get rid of the likes of Willett, Maitland-Niles, Nketia, Nelson, all of these chambers or holding are also people that maybe the club would be able to selling. I don't think holding would go based upon the new contract he's just signed. But we've got a lot of decisions that we need to make regarding these players. Um, he always says, the only player from Chelsea we want is Kante. 
think there's others that I would take. Um, but yeah, Kante is obviously. I mean, what is he nearly? Th- is is Kante now thirty? How old is N'Golo Kante? I feel like he's been around forever now. He's thirty. So again, I would obviously you'd love N'Golo Kante, but he would cost a lot of money. It wouldn't be any sell-on value, and it'd be a mistake to kind of invest. I feel when you can get a twenty-four-year-old in Basuma that could be as good as Kante. Uh, and is already playing in the Premier League and, and would come in at the top of his game playing week in, week out. Um, Dominic says, Abamia's finish was great. It definitely was. Manu says, care to elaborate on Genduzi? I know you think he's a headache and not worth taking on. But that's not enough for me, Tom. Manu, for me, he's got a year left on his contract. He's not played well at Hertha Berlin. They don't want to keep him. They have no interest in taking him on a permanent deal, even though the fee would be well within the realms of possibility for them. He's made mistakes there that have led to goals. He doesn't know his best position. He hasn't really got a specialised role for me in the Arsenal setup. If he's playing in the midfield, he's playing alongside Partey. He's not better than Granit Xhaka. He, and he's a massive, massive problem with his attitude. And with, all those, the, with all of those reasons, just no. Just, just not for me. I just wouldn't go there. Tiger M says, looking at Arsenal's squad is the main issues uh, in it. If we kept Marlon, De Silva, Bola, uh, Don Thompson and Vanessa, we'd be so much better. Um, I don't. I think we still have Bola, don't we? I mean, he went to, what, Southend or Tramir, Rochdale, I think, on loan has come back. Um, but we can't keep all of those players. Like, you just can't keep hold of them if they're not in the team, if they're not progressing. No one ever expected Marlon to go and do the things he is and, and, and is doing. Gnabry is a different case. Banassa, I don't think hardly anyone really knew about in the team when we let him go. And it's all well and good with the benefit of hindsight saying these things. But let's be real. there is. I didn't see anyone when Banassa left saying, oh my God, how have we let this kid go? So let's not really, let's not talk about that because it doesn't make any sense to. It really doesn't. Uh, Hilmi says, the only team who wants Genduzi is France's under-21s, which is similar to Nketiah. People talk about how good Genduzi is for the under-21s for France. And yet Nketiah gets like pushed under the rug, I suppose, for his performances for England. So why is it, why is it a case for one and not the other? I don't want Nketiah to stay and I don't want Genduzi to stay. And their performances in the under-21s do not convince me otherwise. Um Let's scroll down. Uh, Manu says, I just what I just can't wrap my head around the fact that we screw ourselves with these contracts and arguably a 40 million player last season. Yeah, you're spot on there. Like we've managed the situation with Genduzi really poorly. I'm not saying that, that we've handled that situation as well as we could have done. We certainly haven't. We should we should have really looked to sell him last summer and not loan him out. But it's just it's just the hand that we've got dealt now. We've got to deal with that situation. And in my view, we've just got to move him on. Uh, we've absolutely got to move him on. Uh, Rodney says, how much money realistically can we spend this summer? I don't know, Rodney, because it all depends on what competition we get into. If the Cronkies are actually ever going to really invest properly into the team. And when I say properly, I'm talking about a massive, massive, let's use the term, war chest given to the team to really push us forwards. We're told constantly that Arteta is is excited about the summer. He's excited about what we need to do. He's excited about the plan that they've come up with. But we don't know what that is. And we don't know if it's going to be successful. We don't know what's going to happen. Uh, Alex says, Martinelli was class today. He absolutely was. Uh, Yo-Yo says, what do you think of Lille's right-back Celik, the Turkish international? I've actually 
I know this is my catchphrase by this point, but I have actually written an article about him. Um, I think he'd be a cheaper option. He's good at going up and down the pitch. He adds a lot of defensive security to Lille's right-hand side. I would be happy with that as a signing. I think he's someone that comes in and does a really good job at right back. I'd rather see us go for someone a little bit maybe more in the style of Emerson or a Mukiele kind of right back. But yes, Celik is is very, very... Uh, is, is good. He's, he's a good player. Uh, but... I mean, I've only seen him really this season, so I can't really comment on previous seasons. We know what Pepe was like at Lille for the single season. You know, it's, it's tricky when you sign players from abroad to know if they're going to translate that or not. This is uh, this is not Alex says. Well, we did clear out a lot of Deadwood on huge wages, so I expect a big summer and a busy one at that. I agree with you. Um, Thomas says our real problem this season has been a lack of goals, which has made Leno's mistakes this season more glaring. It has. Glenn Cook says, how many players do you see us signing this summer, Tom? And do you believe Arteta will truly be back? I'm always the optimist, Glenn. So my optimism tells me that, yes, he will be backed. <laughs> I don't know if that means he really will or not. But I'm an optimist and I always go down that route. Um, I hope so. In terms of how many I see us signing, I honestly don't want to speculate. But what I will say, Glenn, is that we need to sign five starters. And I'm not joking. We need to sign minimum four starters and two backups in the form of a goalkeeper and a left back. We need to be making those signings. Um, and I'll say this now, we probably shouldn't have let Kalasanak leave on loan. I know he's not great. In fact, he's less than not great. But if we weren't going to sign anyone, we probably shouldn't have let Kalasanak leave on loan um, without bringing in any cover because it has cost us. It really has cost us. So that was a mistake. That that was a mistake. Um, Matthew says, hands up if the owners do something, but their past track record, um, as in you'll hold your hands up, I hear you say, but their past track record over the years shows it's always just words. Jibbalani says we need to sign nine or ten starters. Ilmi says, realistically, um, do uh, is there a link from other clubs to Bellerin? Yes, PSG are, are interested. Barcelona have been interested in the past. I don't think they would be interested now. Um, but PSG are certainly... I mean, Florenzi's going to leave. He was on loan, I believe it was, from, from Roma. So he goes. They've got Dagba, the backup right back. Um, but there's always the chance they will want to go for Bellerin. So who knows? Maybe. Uh, Kay Lopez says, what about uh, Ailing at right back from Leeds? I think he's played exceptionally well this season, Ailing. And I think you'd see a lot of people turn their noses up if Arsenal went out and signed Ailing. I really like Matty Cash at Aston Villa. As another good defender, another, and I say defender because he's good at defending. Matty Cash is really good in that area. So yeah, I think there are players that people would turn their noses up at, but actually are would really be a quality addition to the team. Make sure if you haven't already to drop a like on the video, guys. I really appreciate the support. This is not Alex says. Look on the bright side. Maybe Sarkalasnac would have started a mutiny against Arteta had he stayed. There is that. That is very true. Um, Daniel Roberts says I think we should sign. Um, all the Reading players, Dan. I get you like Reading. <laughs> I understand. I, I know you like Reading, but it doesn't translate. I don't think we should go out and sign all of Red Bull Salzburg's players just because I like them. I'd sign a fair few of them, but I, <laughs> but I wouldn't sign them all. Um, thank you so much, dude, for the support, as always, son. Uh, Mr. Joe Kerr says, Tom, I'm worried that the call for investment will lead to silly hype signings 
rather than actual quality we can get reasonable and sell on later. I've always got that worry, Joe. Historically, we've recruited and sold very poorly at the club and only of late have we had a little bit more encouragement. Fingers crossed that changes. We're going to wrap things up there. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Make sure you drop a like on the video and subscribe if you are new. We'll be back tomorrow for the podcast looking back on what has been a mixed week very much more negative i suppose than positive in regards to the europa league we'll be looking ahead to thursday's game that'll be at 8 30 tomorrow night tuesday let's talk arsenal will return at 5 p.m wednesday will be the preview show for of course the game on thursday and then we'll be back here as we are right now straight after the game on thursday no matter if we've won drawn lost been embarrassed and all had an absolutely brilliant time any one of those results, we will be here and we will be talking about it. So make sure you tune in. Make sure you drop a like on the video. Make sure you subscribe. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you as always. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points perfection order now on the mcdonald's app for your mc delivery you in at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans.